villagers, get ready. Here's Miss T with a word designed with you in mind. Hello, listeners. You're back where it's at. And this is Tanisha Baker spinning the winning talk show that hits the roof with the truth and the floor with much more while we keep it real and true as we do what we do. It's April 25th. And if today is your birthday, you share it with the great songstress Ella Fitzgerald and actor Al Pacino. Today, in 1950, Charles Chuck Cooper becomes the first African-American drafted by an NBA team, which was the Boston Celtics. Today on the national calendar is recognized as National Telephone Day, National Hug a Plumber Day, and National Zucchini Bread Day. And I am still often puzzled as to how some of these days make it to the national calendar. Tomorrow is National Pretzel Day. This is the last Monday in April, and for our theme of Aim High in April, you have been encouraged to continue to set your sights on big things. Reach higher than your comfort zone, be extraordinary, and be exceptional. Give it all you got, all the time. Remember that your odds of hitting your target increase tremendously when you aim for it. Well, listeners, I am elated and honored to have the opportunity to introduce to you the great and accomplished Pishanda DuBose. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful, and I'm so honored to be here. Oh, I'm telling you, that I'm just so excited. I have been thinking about this all week, saying, ooh, I'm going to hear her voice. I'm going to get to talk to her and find out a little more about her. Um, so, you know, I've been following you closely. We've become acquainted recently, and yes. I see your name all over a lot of awards. So yes. why don't you share, because I'm not sure I've been able to keep up. <laughs> so okay. why don't you share with our listeners some of your recent accomplishments? Well, uh, first of all, I want to, again, thank you, uh, Sister Tanisha, for this opportunity to be featured on this wonderful show um, you know, it goes both ways. I've been following you as well, so it's it's just as mutual. It's my honor to be selected to be featured on your show. I don't take any platform for granted, and um, I think what you're doing, first of all, is outstanding. I watch you weekly, um, you know, give your all to all of the stories and, and people that you feature. You are very relevant, and I just want to commend you as well. First. Oh wow! I appreciate that. Wow. You're welcome. Well, well it's all true. That, but thank you so much. I'm talking with T. Boo. You know. I'm yes, man. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I'm, yeah. I'm honored to be here. I want I want to give you your flowers first. Um. All right. Oh, <laughs> you know that's we're gonna get into that a little bit later, but yes. that is your okay. character, as I've discovered. Oh. I've discovered that about your character, and, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But let's go ahead and start off with your recent awards and some of the honors that you've received. Okay. Uh, Most recently, you know, I was um, acknowledged by the NAACP and Radio 1 uh, out in L.A. um, in recognition of uh, my annual event, which is the Peach Theater Awards. Um, And we'll touch on exactly what the Peach Theater Awards are soon. But I was recently um, acknowledged out in L.A. for that particular award uh, based in community service. Um, here more recently, um, I was honored in Atlanta as Playwright of the Year. So, um, And that was just literally like uh, two weeks ago. Um, and wow, okay. So, 
Yeah, I think I think I saw something titled Atlanta's Hottest Playwright, which yes, uh, brings Atlanta us to uh huh. <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. Uh, I won't get that. I'm gonna get okay, it right. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, talking about something amazing. Uh, what the gentleman down there in Atlanta is doing. His name is Bryant K. Marshall, and he is just doing a phenomenal job. Um, just spotlighting and acknowledging. Uh, powerful and talented people in the Atlanta and surrounding areas. And what made that particular award uh, so special for me is I reside in North Carolina. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. And then to be acknowledged in an area, in a territory that's not my own, it was just uh, totally remarkable. Um, he received a lot of flack for me winning that award. You may not know this, sis, but um, no, I didn't. He he played it fair and by the rules, I was voted ATL's hottest. Um, I also furnished a very successful play there during the time period um, of the nomination process. Uh, you know, they, they pick their people uh, from the previous year and what they've done in Atlanta. And um, that particular play, I had 90%, I would say 95% of my cast are from the Atlanta area. And um, I had I had also did an, another award show called the Mayan Industry Awards, which is one of my annual uh, biannual awards that I do, and I did it in Atlanta as well. So that was where I was qualified to be one of the nominees. And the city of Atlanta, you know, has embraced me and they voted me in. So um, it's it's just uh, shocking. I really did not think I was going to win that one because you know I'm I'm not from Atlanta, but right right. Well, that brings awesome. up a couple other things. All right. So <laughs> let's just jump into, you know, I I try to have a script, but rarely do I follow it. So I'm kind of prompted and by I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm okay with that. <laughs> some things. So you mentioned in order to win the hottest playwright, then we know you've had some astounding plays. Do you uh, have a few titles you can share with us? Absolutely. Um, I can give you all of them. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Let's run okay. it down. Let's run it okay. down, and I'll make sure I list them on my website as well. Okay. My first play was Surrender. Uh, my second play was Even a Wretch Like Me, Mr. Harold Behave, The Devil Thought He Had Me. Um, uh, we have Ferguson. We have The Great. We have Young Man, Older Woman. Um, wow. And, uh, currently, uh, my most recent project is uh, Ferguson, and I also mentioned the list earlier, which is the reason why I won ATL's hottest okay. playwright. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you mentioned about, and I know personally about the Peace Theater Awards, and like you said, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So okay. tell us a little bit about Mayan Productions and what those awards are about. Okay. Mayan Productions is my production company that I've been actively um um, doing my own production since, since 2010. And so I was inspired to um, produce the Mayan Industry Awards in recognition of my own personal actors or people who have uh, worked closely with Mayan Productions in a certain type of way. Um, not only do I um, nominate my actors, I nominate um, PR personnel, people who have uh, helped me with casting, uh, people who have... Um, then maybe like a lawyer or one of my actors, um, entertainment lawyers, anybody who's been connected to me professional, um, professionally, 
uh, will qualify for a Mind Industry Award. We also acknowledge voiceover personnel who has done voiceover uh, work for me uh, for spot commercials, uh, red carpet correspondence, anybody who's worked with Mind Productions over a two-year period of time because it's a bi- biannual event, they qualify for a Mind Industry Award. Okay, so let's nominated. back up then. Mayan Industries is yours. My Industry Awards is another one of my award ceremonies. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And so, mm-hmm. but my industry itself, the company, is something mm-hmm. that you've also started, right? That you... Yes, Mayan, Mayan okay. Productions is my production company, and Mayan Industry Awards is one of my award ceremonies. I have three. Because I want to make sure, I'm, I'm not sure that people are capturing all of this, and I want to make sure <laughs> we're all on the same page. Yes, ma'am. You write the plays. Yes, ma'am. You get your crew, your cast, and all those that are necessary to make sure that the plays are produced or whatever you're producing. Yes, but you ma'am. own the company. You write it, and you also own the company that produces them. Yes, ma'am. I write. And then you, I do yeah, my own okay. casting. I write. I do my own casting. I direct and produce all of my productions. And then you turn around, and because of your heart, you acknowledge and recognize everybody who's had a yes, part in, in assisting that. Okay. All right. Now, like most people, you know, as they're climbing the mountain, and it's obvious with you, I mean, I, I can hardly teach up. I'm, I keep up. I'm just <laughs> blessed to be um, meeting you in this part of the journey. But generally, we start from a different place. You know, people yes. don't realize that, Success doesn't come overnight. Um, no. That there are often many years and many stories behind um, the success. And whatever you're comfortable sharing, if you let us know a little bit of your backstory. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. I would be more. I would be delighted to. Because um, that's where a lot of inspiration say. comes. You know, that's where yes. some of the inspiration for others comes in mm-hmm. the story. You know, in these stories. But go, go yes. ahead. This is why another reason why I love and respect you because uh, several months ago you gave me the opportunity to be uh, featured before uh, with another one of your uh, radio correspondents on a previous show, and I was able to share my testimony about being um, homeless for three years. I'm sleeping in my car uh, with my two, uh, they're now teenagers, um, children at the time. Uh, if we weren't sleeping in my car, we were sleeping um you know, on the floors of some of my friends' apartments or homes, couches, hotels, uh, if I can afford it at the time, bathing in public bathrooms. And, you know, during this time, I'm still doing production, still walking red carpets, um, still doing my award show, acknowledging other people. And uh, it, there was a lot of times I was questioning whether or not I was doing the right thing. And, um, you know, God has given me evidence now that I did do the right thing in spite of my own personal circumstances. I'm not, I'm not relishing in any of this. I'm, I'm just sharing this to say that, you know, if, if a person is driven and you keep, you know, remaining consistent, no matter what your circumstances are, eventually the fruit will begin to grow. And, and that's just what he's just been demonstrating to me over and over and over again, especially of late. You know, these awards and, and acknowledgments don't come from out of the air, they come from a, a, a serious result of sacrifice um, and just remaining consistent, you know. And um, there there comes a time in life where you have to make choices. And um, 
even despite the fact that I was homeless, you know, I made the choice to still pursue my dream and, you know, be a mother still in the midst of it. It, it was tremendously hard, but I thank God that that period um, is over. But even during the period, I still kept trusting him, you know, because when something is in you, when it's in you, when it's really, really in you, you can't let it go because of what you're going through. You have to fight for it. Well, I definitely think those are words of inspiration to many of us, including myself, because I'm thinking about just the surface of the story, you know, and I know it's probably even a lot deeper than that. Yes, that ma'am. would make many people just give up or pursue mm-hmm. something else. And people mm-hmm. don't realize, you know, to pursue your dreams, it sounds good, mm-hmm. but it takes a lot of effort and persistence, like you said, mm-hmm. and stick to itness and all of that. And then, of course, the faith that you are actually uh, walking or you're ordering your steps as God has instructed you mm-hmm. to do. And that can become difficult because. We know not the plans, right? So we kind of no, we are following yeah. along kind of blindly. Yeah, I'm a yeah having real. to no, trust God. There yeah. were times when I was like, God, where are you? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just, you know, that my, of course, being a human being, my faith was and, and still is constantly, you know, um, it's a struggle. But I think about the times where he did bring me through, and that keeps me like, okay, we straight God. You know, and there's some time I don't understand what he's doing. But if he brought me out of that, he can bring me out of this. That's what keeps me right. really, really grounded and keeps me holding on, is knowing him and, and knowing that he's done it before. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the Peace Theater Awards. This is going to be one of okay. my favorite parts of our conversation <laughs> today. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll let you start it off before I, uh, I'm so giddy right now. I put my, <laughs> oh, <see>. my two <laughs> cents in. <laughs> okay. Okay. The Peace right. Theater Awards is, uh, 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 really an amazing vision that, um, I was inspired to, to step forward and, and, uh, create. It was, it's, um, basically serving the underserved market of the under, uh, unrecognized individuals in theater, film, television, media, entertainment. Um, at large, anything that has to do with entertainment or the arts, um, I like to acknowledge and spotlight um, these people who otherwise um, their chances of being recognized would be uh, slim to none because they're not household names. And in my personal and professional opinion, those are some of the more talented people, period. You know, just because they're not reverenced or have a household name uh, doesn't uh, diminish or take away from their talent. Some of the most people most talented people I know are unsigned, and they're not household names. And we prove that every year on the Peace Theater Awards cruise. <laughs> All right. So you you, yes. you let one part slip out, the Peace Theater Awards <laughs> cruise. Yes, now, it's a cruise. All right. All right. Tell us a little bit about what's going on on this cruise. You know, what does okay. it consist of? Okay. Uh, the Peace Theater Awards, uh, this year we're going to Cozumel, Mexico, which is our first time Going to Mexico. Uh, Woo-woo! Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the last two previous years, we were in the Bahamas, and I wanted to offer something different this year. And um, I'm going to announce something on your show today that not nobody else knows but my kids and my publicist. So I want to wow. share another 
another big. Yeah, I was saving it for talking with T. This is where oh, you get right. Anyway. I like exclusive. Yeah, okay, I okay. love exclusive. Yeah, so yeah. we're making an announcement on your radio show up towards the end. But um, this okay. year we're going to Cuba, uh, to uh, Mexico for the first time. And uh, the last couple of years we've been at the Bahamas. So this is my first time ever in Mexico. And, and then to be bringing my award, it just makes uh, my award cruise, it just makes it that much special. Um, it consists of uh, a series of workshops um, during the uh, four-day cruise. And um, we're gonna, this year we're infusing a mini theater festival featuring several of the honorees, which is awesome. You know, we get to see some of them in action. And, you know, the networking and food and the cruise and, the, you know, it's just going to be a, a week of inspiration. You know, you don't leave the way you came. Every year it just gets better and better. We're a small event, but we're powerful. Well, well, okay. So mm -hmm. I was going to ask you about your honorees this year, but before I do yes. that, I don't want to move forward without acknowledging something else. Okay. Because... I think people really have to understand, this is twice already, that we have examples of you putting efforts and energies toward lifting up others. And what? the Peach Theater Award, you know, you said that vision came to you, but you are intentionally seeking people who, like you said, may not be household names or whatever, but you recognize their talent. But yeah, right now that, they're not household names. You know, because right they're, right, not right now. Uh -huh. But, uh -huh. you know, beyond all of that, just the fact that through your struggle and through your climb, you're pulling others along with you. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that this really sinks in because it's a lot easier if you're already on top of the mountain to mm -hmm. send something down, right? But if you're still climbing yeah. yourself, uh -huh. but still extend yourself to others, that is just amazing. Yes. And uh, I, I just wanted to put that out there before we move forward. And not only that, oh. you mentioned the workshops, you mentioned the network. So that's also an opportunity to educate and empower. Yes. Yeah, and, and that is we need, in order to own our craft, we have to learn it. You know, right, right. you have to learn it. Well, I'm and, bringing, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can never, I don't care who you are. You're constantly learning. And, you know, I wanted to uh, piggyback off of something you just said. Um, there are celebrities who are unsung, you know, even though a lot of yeah, people know yeah. who they are. And we have an example of two of them being honored this year on the cruise. Um, they okay. were actually three. Um, they're celebrities. Uh, they all have Wikipedia pages, but they're unsung. I love to cater to them as well. Not only the um they recognize and, and, you know, people who aren't celebrities, but there are celebrities who never really got their just due either. Mm, mm. Mm -hmm. So, is it okay now? Of course, I, I've already posted some of them, and some of you uh -huh. may have seen um, my name <laughs> among the list. Yay. I have three five boys <laughs> horse, and just been yes. so excited and mm -hmm. have thanked God because. It, 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 it all had to be orchestrated under his will Absolutely. for all of this to come about. And I am That's so right. humbled and honored to be well. a part of the cruise, to mm -hmm. have the opportunity to be, to be with you and, you know, among the others. And I just had to say it. I was trying to hold it in. <laughs> we got close to the end. Well. But here are some of the other honorees that will be joining us on the cruise this year. 
Okay, well, I need to clarify, just so they'll know, uh, okay. this Nisha uh, Fitzgerald Baker is one of the 2016 PhD Award honorees. She kind of skimmed over it. She didn't go in detail, but she is actually an honoree. And she's also the very first to actually receive an award for this particular category, which is Excellence in News and Media and Entertainment. So I want to first off tell you congratulations for that. Congratulations. So much. Thank you. So I feel like that is just so exciting. Thank you. Oh, I am. It is exciting. It yes, is definitely very, is exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Thank you. And, and it's very much deserved, and I'm sure your listeners will agree with me on that as well. Um, very much deserved. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. Uh, some of the uh, celebrity honorees we have this year is Mr. Tony Terry. Uh, basically, Ooh, when you know, I'm with you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He is uh, basically just, there's no other word to describe him but icon. I mean, he, he started out during the New Jack Swing movement, and he is still going strong. I mean, has to be about 30-something years in the game and still, you know, selling out um, shows. And, and his song has just went down in history, I, I, I believe, besides um, Luther Vandross's Here and Now, When I'm With You is one of the most popular wedding songs are um in R and B history and um yeah. so he's been honored with the Lifetime Achievement Award, the Peace Spirit Award for Lifetime Achievement two thousand sixteen. Mhm. That's great. Yeah. Then we have Mr Tony Grant. So we have two Tonys. Uh, Tony yeah. Grant is a phenomenon um and uh not only in, in uh urban theater but he's also uh, I don't know if you know much about his history, but he was once a founding member of the group As Yet. Um, do you remember that group, popular group in the 90s? Yes, and then he also, of course, uh, is uh, currently uh, starring with uh, Tyler Perry and um, Love Thy Neighbor, uh, which is the only reason why he can't be with us on the cruise. He's currently filming with Tyler Perry filming a, a slew of uh, episodes for their upcoming season. So he's sending his wife, Miss the Beautiful. Okay. Um, she is pretty. I saw her. Oh, my God. Just gorgeous. Yeah. He's sending his wife and his mother-in-law to accept on, in his behalf. And, and uh, she's our third celebrity. She's a celebrity as well. She was one of the very uh, first beautiful models for Fashion Fair uh, back in the 90s. Yes. Um, and she's uh, just as accomplished as her husband, uh, just a wonderful, um, beautiful, talented woman, um, starred in many very successful, uh, long-running touring plays um, in the urban theater industry, uh, starred in several movies and television series as well. Her name is Patricia Mann Grant, and she's also going to be teaching uh, one of the uh, workshops, and also she's going to be our official host, and she's also performing in the Midi Theater Festival. And um, we have a slew of other honorees from different parts of the country that I'm excited for you to connect and link with. These people are just amazing. Right. So <laughs> I plan to actually do some coverage live for the listeners. So I'm encouraging yeah. everybody to be sure to stay tuned next week so you can get a glimpse oh of what's going on at oh the Peace Theater Awards. And not only live coverage, um, I'm going to – get some interviews in, some videos, and you'll oh. actually get a really good glimpse at what this is all about, and hopefully we'll have a lot of people on the boat talking with T, 
And so yeah. is there anything else before we close our interview and before we uh, – now, I'm going to tell you also to get your arms ready because I just feel like when I see you, Aww. it's one of those hallmark <laughs> moments, you know. I need to make sure somebody's filming yeah. in the distance as they see uh-huh. me with, I would say the wind blowing through my hair, but it just kind of depends on how my hair is on uh-huh. that day. <laughs> as, as, as I run to, oh, I don't you know, this is, I don't know, is, I don't know that, yeah, I don't think it's there. Well, we'll already be on the water, so we can just let it blend on. Yeah, we can play it off, I guess, huh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I want right. to give my exclusive here on talking oh, yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for 2017, we're making plans now to have the Peach Theater Awards cruise in Cuba. What? Cuba. Okay. Now no. Let's, let's <laughs> hold on a second now. Let me get my get my, get my thoughts together. You know, they're just because I I now allowing us to go to Cuba. You know, they wouldn't even allow. You know, um, they gave uh, President Barack Obama flack for letting um, right. you know Beyonce and Jay Z for going in Cuba, and now Carnival has made it so that um, we're able to, you know, actually go to Cuba on cruises. So me and my publicist was like, why not? You know, I'm a gr- I agree with your publicist. <laughs> why not? Because listen. I had already decided where you go, I'm going. And I know because I know you're going to hit so many red carpets that they're probably going to be maroon by the time (laughs) you finish with them. And I said, I have got to keep up. And so although I am extremely honored and more than excited to win, a part of the winning is being in the atmosphere and being oh, among wow. our purpose. You know what I'm saying? So I, you know, yes. I tell my friends, start saving your money because yes. it's open, you know, for people to enjoy um, yes. the it's cruise the regardless yes. of how you, you know, how you're in the industry. Right. And so I, I bet you, okay, friends, did y'all hear that? Don't say. <laughs> I can tell you, and I'm not going to beg you. I'm not going to remind you. Of when I get on the boat going to Cuba next year, I might even have me a little fan so my hair can blow like Beyonce yes. and everything. Don't Cuba. say I didn't tell you, but we will let them know as soon as those details are together, right? Yes, absolutely. And you heard right, it first right. here on Talking With T. Heard it Very first. first. Wow. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. That's well, right. I appreciate it. And I guess until Monday. Mm-hmm. This is it, and I thank you so much because I know how busy your schedule is. So I really thank you so much for sharing some no, of your I'm time. I'm gonna always make time for <laughs> talking with T. Always, all right, that. all right. Always make time, Please. and um, hopefully next year, um, not next year, but when I'm on the show next, we'll talk about Ferguson and we'll talk about the Pioneer Award. So we, oh. I still got some. Good oh stuff yeah, we to got. Some, okay, okay, all right. Well, yeah, we're gonna have part two, and we've done this before. Listeners know. Yes. You know, sometimes right. we'll run apart too, so we'll we'll talk about that and yeah, bring you what's coming next. Yeah, we'll bring what's coming next with Miss Pishanda Dubose. We're gonna talk about Ferguson. Uh, by mm-hmm. then, you probably have another award under your belt. We'll talk about <laughs> uh, the Pioneer Awards. That's something yes. new coming up, yes. right? And maybe we'll we'll hear a little bit about your plans for the cruise to Cuba. So, again, okay. I hope you have a blessed day. And I will see you soon, literally. <laughs> yes, you will in a matter of days. And I want you yes, to get ma'am. ready, too, because I, I believe you have something to teach everybody while we're there. So just be prepared. I'm just giving you a heads up. Okay. 
Okay. All right. Put a head Okay. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Now let's turn our attention to our Monday Minute Quick Bits. Harriet Tubman will replace Andrew Jackson on the $20 bill. Beyonce debuted her visual album Lemonade on HBO, which included spoken word, fashion, and lyrics about relationships, infidelity, empowerment, social consciousness, and love. Beyonce makes quite a few powerful statements through her music featured in the new Lemonade album. One of the women leading a lawsuit against Flint, Michigan, was found shot to death in her home this past week. There were also two mass shootings in the news. One was in Georgia, where a man took five lives before killing himself this past Friday. It is believed that he became upset after learning about his wife's plans to divorce him. His wife was not one of the victims, but her family members were. Then in Pike County, Ohio, eight people were murdered execution style. They were relatives of each other, and it appeared that their family was specifically targeted. Relatives and friends of the family have been advised to take particular caution. Suicide rates have jumped to a 30-year high in America for all groups except two, black men and adults over 75. And now for a segment that we introduced last week, let's look at the happy highlights. The happy highlights today include a story about 28-year-old Levante Dell in Michigan who was pulled over by a police cop. The officer asked Dell to step out of his vehicle and he thought, you know, this can't be good. Let alone he had his three-year-old daughter in the back seat. But instead of issuing a ticket after the officer took the time to listen to Dell explain that he didn't have enough money to afford a car seat because he'd run into some tough times, he asked Dale to follow him to Walmart, where they went shopping for the car seat as they got to know each other better. Dale says he was brought to tears and shared the story to let people know that there are still good people out there and to never judge a book by its cover. There is also a story out of Canada where an Indian restaurant owner offers free food to anyone that is hungry and can't afford to pay. The next story in the happy highlights is truly touching. A young girl enjoyed seeing the garbage man in her neighborhood and she would wave at him and he would wave and honk his horn every Thursday. And so she would wait on him on Thursdays so that she could wave and greet him. Her family said if she missed him, they would have to drive the neighborhood until they found him so she could wave at him. One Thursday, she waited for him with one of her birthday cupcakes, and when he came down the street, she ran to meet him. Her family motioned him to come over and thanked him for blowing his horn and waving every Thursday. The Brooklyn garbage man then explained that he also looked forward to seeing them. He says he has a meeting on Thursday mornings, but tries to get out in a hurry so he can see them. He doesn't have children of his own, but he is a mentor and he loves children. Finally, Kelly Hiles moved to the U.S. from Guyana with her mother when she was 11 years old. Her mother moved to New York City wanting a better education for her daughter as she worked two jobs 15 hours a day. Kelly would wake up at 5.30 a.m. every morning to take an hour and a half bus ride to a prestigious high school for math, science, and engineering and City College of New York.
she was accepted into all eight Ivy League schools and 21 colleges altogether. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. You're inside talking with T. Let's jump straight into our trending news as there is a lot going on. So the most trending story in the news right now is the death of Prince Rogers Nelson this past Thursday, April 21st. I know, Pam. Pull Pull it together. Pull it together. Now, multi-platinum music icon and legend, many places lit up bridges and city lights in purple to honor the mark Prince made on the world. Radio stations played back-to-back Prince songs and theaters showed purple rain. I know the three of us joined many others as we mourn the death of someone who has been really a true musical genius and touched the lives of so many. Um, you know, as the story goes, Prince was last seen alive at 8 p.m. Wednesday night when he was dropped off at his home. The next morning, one of his staff members called 911, reporting him unresponsive in an elevator. Paramedics were unable to revive him, and Prince was announced dead at 10.07 a.m. An autopsy is still pending, so it may be a while before we know what really happened. Um, there was no evidence of trauma or suicide. We do know that he had recently made a visit to the hospital for flu-like symptoms after performing at the Fox Theater in Atlanta. So we will continue to remember the legendary Prince Rogers Nelson. May he rest in peace. Yes, and I mean, I, I think the entire world is in mourning, and looks like we've declared an unofficial unlimited mourning period for him because most people who have passed away within recent history, you know, Facebook has given them, what, two, three days, and then, you know, life returns to normal. But ever since the world got the news that Prince had transitioned, people are yet, you know, posting their tributes. And I was telling one of my colleagues uh, the day that the news broke that Prince passed that Prince was very influential in a lot of people's musical taste, and you had one of two ends of the spectrum with his music. You either got the raunchy music that was straight up, you know, or you got or you got the songs that you had to use your powers of critical thinking to infer what he meant. Because my first concert when I was 12 years old was to see Prince at the Coliseum, and he brought out a he brought out a mattress, and my eyes tried to cover my eyes because I was wondering what are you gonna do with that mattress? He tired? He gonna take a nap? I'm I <laughs> But when I was peeking, I said, "Oh my God, look at little Prince!" <laughs> you know, he he really was a star in his own right. I was trying to think the other day. I was thinking superstar, but no, I think maybe megastar may be yes. more appropriate and you're right when i looked at some of the pictures of all of the bridges and street lights and um streetscapes that were adorned in the color purple it was just something to see and it truly spoke to the impact that he had on everybody and he crossed races he crossed gender he crossed generations with his music and i think maybe a reason why 
people are still kind of posting things and still honoring his legacy is we have won so much to remember. But for me personally, I think I'm still kind of in shock. Like, I just can't believe it, you know. know he I'm was touring and it. vibrant. I know, I know. Right. Uh, but why God, why God take him? Why not? Why not take Donald Trump or better yet, take take Sally Mae and all her files? Baby, I mean, so. <laughs> you know what? I knew if I kept talking about this, the conversation was going to turn left. Now, well, we know we can't question God, and he plucks his petals and calls them home as he sees fit. So we yes, don't sit that right there, but, you know, we are going to miss. Prince, he was definitely one of the greats, and uh, I don't think there'll ever be another one like him, you know, well, to be able to even do though, what he did. Even though the Lord didn't take Donald Trump, you know, much to many people's dismay, we have gotten a reprieve from his foolishness all this week, I will admit. Thank you, thank you, God. Hi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so God, we did I'm get ready. a little break. <laughs> a break. Yeah. Well, listen, let me bring something else back up. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the bathroom bill. And in case you missed it, there was a big debate about a bill that would require people to use the restroom that matched the gender on their birth certificate. Those opposing this bill believed it unfairly targeted those that were transgender. Supporters believe it will actually protect the privacy of these citizens. So basically, the bill would prevent a male from entering a female bathroom and vice versa. But wouldn't you know it, this week, a man in Georgia was arrested for taking off his clothes in front of children in a women's restroom located in Walmart in Calhoun, Georgia. Police arrived to find him wearing a women's suit, black high heels, and he had on red nail polish, green eyeshadow, and some women's jewelry. So now the supporters of the bathroom bill have a little ammunition for their case because this is one of the things that they were saying could happen. So my question is this. Before the bathroom bill, uh, and people did this, it's not the first time I've heard of something, you know, similar to this story. Um, They didn't really have, I guess, if you are – accused of indecent exposure. I mean, to me, you're in the wrong whether it's a bathroom bill in place or not. So I'm still right. not sure. I think, Jay, you and I, you know, we were on the fence about right. it. And, you know, I'm not sure that I'm off the fence yet because even though this, you know, seemed pretty timely in the midst of this debate, I'm not sure that the bathroom bill would have prevented it. Well, if this is if this is the guy that was in the story that you posted, I was just looking mm-hmm. at the guy's picture. He didn't <laughs> look like he had undergone any sort of procedure to change his gender. That looked like he was getting ready to go through the process. This man looked like a man. A man putting on a dress. And you know what? He's bringing up a good point. That's a good point. He never. Uh, you know, if it's targeting people who are transgender, he didn't appear to be that, like you said, just a man wanting to adorn women's clothing. So, you know, I don't know. You you make a good point there. What Miss yeah. uh, Miss Swan on Mad TV? He look uh, like a man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He well, like he was just he 
seemed like he was just some fool that just wanted to act a fool and get arrested because he just he looked like a straight man on that picture. Right. Right, right. He looked worse so, than uh, Taylor. Damn. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let me let's turn our attention to something else. There this is another really disturbing story in the news about some cops and their actions during the drowning of three black teen girls. So from what we could gather from the news, last month in St. Petersburg, Florida, three girls between the ages of 15 and 16 took a car doing a little joy riding and ended up being involved in a police chase uh, with some officers, and they accidentally drove into a pond. Now, the original report stated that once the officers realized the girls were trapped inside, that they tried to enter the pond and rescue them, but that their feet sank into the mud at the bottom of the pond and that they then believed that the rescue would be too risky. So the officers were even praised for their heroic attempts at saving these girls. But later, audio from the dash cam footage reveals the officers discussing the situation and the conversation is reported to go like this. Okay. I hear them yelling, I think, one officer says. They're done. They're six, seven, dude, another officer replies. They were yelling, a deputy responds. I thought I heard yelling. Well, but now they're done. They're done, the deputy says, as the car continues to sink. So I read later on on ABC News that the County Sheriff is defending his officers against the accusations that his officers didn't do enough to save the girls. He claims the dash cam video was misleadingly edited. And then he shared a different video from another police cruiser showing officers walking by with their clothes in their hands. Apparently they were wet or where they had taken them off to actually go in the pond. And he says this proves they waded into the water to try to save the girls. Now, the sheriff also said there's no policy about officers rescuing people in water. It's up to the individual, so he doesn't think that his officers did anything wrong. I would think that they would at least call someone who is more equipped to handle um, this type of situation. And I'm also not sure that even if they did attempt at some point to go in the water, that this negates the conversation heard between the officers um, from the dash cam footage as they discuss what to do. That's a whole lot going on with this story. It really is. It's just, I don't know, it's so disturbing yeah. that, that they just were just standing out there. And then some reports, you know, what I've been reading on ABC and uh, New York Times that, you know, one of the officers said that, it was alley. They heard there was alligators in there, but that was. Oh, I had That's seen not what that. they said. That's not what they said on the dash cam, and I don't know what. I, I don't see how two different dash cams can show two different things, and they parked at the same place. Right. Well, that's true. That's true. That's true. And they distinctly well, were standing there, like they're gone, they're done, like they was uh, some ribeye steaks on the grill. This was some real life. Little girls, people's kids. It was right, right. Crazy. It is. And, you know, that one officer who was saying, you know, I hear them yelling. I'm pretty sure I hear yelling. It seems like he was trying to figure out, wait, we need to do something because I think these girls are still alive. But yeah. it, it 
it it sounds like, you know, they kind of persuaded him otherwise, but he may have actually had the right intent at the beginning. And, you know, I don't know if they waited in the water or not, or even if they did, you know, I'm not sure what they could do. I think it's just the audio sounds pretty bad, like they didn't have a sense of urgency. You know what I mean? It wasn't enough panic about right. the three young girls, and I think that's where the problem is. You know, it was kind of too casual for me. But I'm sure that if uh, those officers' children were in the same predicament, they would want somebody to rush immediately to their child's aid. Yeah, and do exactly. everything you could, everything you could. I mean, we understand if you gave it your best shot, you know what I mean? Right. But uh, we're just not sure that that type of effort was given. So, I'm not exactly I'm sure on. why they didn't call, you know, EMT call 911 and say, we need some help down here. You know, they have officers that actually go into the water. They have, you know. Well, that's that what I was saying. Why wouldn't the they call whatever emergency unit? Um, that would have been available or who was more equipped to handle a situation like that. I mean, if they're in Florida, nine times out of ten, they're near water. So you have yeah. to have some type of emergency units that respond to um, things in the water, you know, situations in the water. So I don't know. I don't know. Well, well I want to... Uh, this plays out. Yeah, that's all we can do, as usual. But... Um, it's just sad for those girls. I just can't imagine being trapped in a car and drowning and knowing that somebody is on land. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we've had our share of violence right here in Knoxville, particularly with two recent stories that have trended in the news regarding the deaths of high school football players Davion Dobson and 12-year-old Jawan Latham, both killed in drive-by shootings. And our hearts continue to go out to their families um, at this senseless loss of young lives. It just seems like violence among teens and in urban communities is a problem all over our country. And I'm bringing this up because, one, it seems like teens are starting to glamorize uh, violence and fighting because they post these videos or these fights on social media. And I don't think it's cute nor funny. I'm really tired of seeing them. But this leads me to uh, this story. This past week, a teenage girl in Delaware died after a fight in her high school bathroom. Her name was Amy Joyner Francis, and she was reportedly a quiet teen that didn't even believe in fighting. But sadly, this past Thursday, several students attacked her in the bathroom. Police were called to the school, and medics performed CPR before she was airlifted to a local hospital where she was pronounced dead. And then in Memphis, which is Jay's neck of the woods, several female students attacked a 15-year-old pregnant teen inside her high school. And there was a video of the incident, of course, on social media, which showed at least four girls attacking the teen, and the teen was taken to the hospital with injuries to her head and back. Her mother says that this isn't the first time that something like this has happened. It is also reported that a teacher was even present during the attack but didn't do anything to stop it. And, you know, I'm going to leave this right here. I'm just saying I'm tired of the fight videos. I'm tired of the fights in school. I'm tired of teens thinking that it's some type of status or something that they have to prove 
and they're trying to prove it through how well they can fight. And, you know, I mean, just as a parent, as an advocate for youth, these stories are tremendously troubling. Right, and it's just like, and it seems like every day somebody is posting some sort of fight video on Facebook. And, you know, for those of us who work in schools, um, we see those kinds of things every day or, you know, every other day or less yeah. frequently, depending upon the school that you work in. And so why are you, why would we need to be subjected to that? on social media. And, you know, again, it's the young people and even the grown people, because I've seen instances where you've got grown folks who are taking videos of fights and posting, you know, the, right. the young people and the adults. They are callous. And, you know, most times if there was a fight that happened in public, anybody with good sense prior to the advent of social media, anybody with good sense would either run away from the fight or if they felt so inclined and had the strength, try to break it up because right. it was disturbing, you know, the peace of of the environment wherever they were. But, no, you let somebody get them hands, and here they come with the phones, and, and within minutes, it's all on social media. It's like it's entertainment. Of, Right, and what kind of what kind of image does that portray to you know the casual observer? And what I, I'm I'm really thinking, even as I'm even as I'm processing, you know, what you were saying about these stories that you just mentioned, what does this what does this mean, or what are the implications for our young people who are taking advantage of these uh, unfortunate incidents on social media, whether the one they're the ones who are actually doing the fighting or they're the ones who are actually doing the recording because quiet as it's kept, there are pockets of young people who fight on purpose so that they can make right. videos and be posted. I mean yeah. do they even it's like it's uh they're desensitized to it. And you and exactly. this goes back to it being like entertainment. They're doing it on purpose so that they can get some type of attention. And so this goes back to a lot of other situations with our young people. I think as adults, we have to validate them more and uh, for positive things and give them more attention and put more energy and time into mentoring or um, being involved because it all has to be some sort of lack of uh, attention or something that's missing in order for you to find a thrill in these fight videos, whether you, like, like you said, whether you're participating in the fight or you're filming the fight or you're enjoying the fight, that doesn't seem, you know what I mean? It's not like that's a normal type of, of thing that would bring people joy. Right. So it's disturbing that they're finding it as such. It is, and I will say that 90%, probably 99% of those fights between those girls over some knucklehead little boy and yeah. I just want to tell young ladies that you're going to have plenty more boyfriends in high school. If we can think back to when we was in high school, who we was with then, we thought they was the best thing since sliced bread, but look you know, 20, 30 years later, and how many boyfriends we've had since then. Before we part ways today, let's check out another story that's straight from the Crazy Chronicles. 
there's a preacher in South Africa who says he's been to heaven. Now, wait a minute now, wait a minute. He also claimed that he took pictures, which he's been trying to sell these pictures of heaven online for $5,000. And he claimed that he went up to heaven, and get this, he took his pictures with his Galaxy smartphone. And he could you go up what? there and adapt. Ah, let me finish the story now. I'm just trying to tell you. If you got a Galaxy Note, anyway, he that's what he took the pictures in heaven with. Now, uh, also note the criminal charges are pending. But I looked him, I looked him up and uh, his little Photoshop pictures. But what I can't believe is that anybody with any sense, I, I'm not talking about a lot of sense. If you just got a little bit, would believe that this man actually went to heaven and took some pictures with his Galaxy smartphone and brought them back. And then not only that, he's going to sell them for $5,000. Really? I think when people hire Galaxy, they think the phone can reach to the Galaxy. Half <laughs> the Galaxy all the way to heaven. This is the most ridiculous, ludicrous thing that I've ever heard. This is worse than the man that was going to put himself in the coffin. But what really? I know, I know, I know, I know. That's another one of your friends, like Dr. Love. No, I I don't know. I, I know him not, but the Bible, <laughs> the Bible says, in my father's house are many mansions. And you know, the saints of old said the streets of heaven are paved with gold. So if the, the streets are indeed made of gold, why am I going to talk my little cheap galaxy phone up there to take some pictures? I get you where you're going with this, Jay. Why wouldn't you just get a little gold, a little treasure, a little crown and bring that back instead of trying to bring some pictures back to sell for $5,000? He must have a house no do. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, they say if you were to ever go there, you'd never want to come back. So, first of all, why are we even trying to think of scenarios for this nut? We know that we know he, he is a... Yeah, we know he didn't go... But if we know, who are the people out there that have put their faith into this man? And I was going to say, we have known of members of congregations doing some pretty ridiculous things at the bidding of their pastors. But now this takes the cake. He had to have brainwashed them in order for them to give him $5,000 for these Photoshop pictures of heaven. Did he say what the people in heaven were saying when he got up there and asked them for a picture? He did not. <laughs> I mean, for the proof, he, he really went. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't know if he was up there asking angels for selfies or or what. I just, I you know, what I mean, did he take a selfie with Peter and them? I think not. <laughs> well, maybe I could investigate a little bit more and find out uh, what some of his pictures were of and, and where they were. You know, I, I don't know. So I guess, you know, that'll be it for this bit. And, of course, I can't wait to talk to the two of you next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. All right, now. All right, so I have a few announcements to share for those in the Knoxville, Tennessee listening area. The Calling All Females Conference will be held on Saturday, April 30th at the Beck Cultural Exchange Center and is sponsored by Unique Academy. Plans were announced for a new community center in East Knoxville, called the Change Center. The new Change Center will be a safe place for teens to gather and include a skating rink, rock climbing wall, media wall, DJ booth, 
Hard Knocks Pizzeria, and an Entrepreneur Center, and much more. Students from Austin East Magnet High School are preparing for a trip to Spain and France. The group will be leaving in May, and we are excited about this opportunity for our students. Superintendent of Knox County Schools, Jim McIntyre, who recently announced his resignation, will be the new director of the Center for Educational Leadership at the University of Tennessee starting in August. Remember to check out www.thevillageofknox.com and follow The Village on Facebook and Twitter for community updates, announcements, and events. Well, once again, we've come to an end. But stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com and following the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Periscope. Continue to spread the word about the show. You can now download Talking With T on iTunes or TuneIn Radio. You can also subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news. On that note, I'll end with a quote. What is a fear of living? It's being preeminently afraid of dying. It is not doing what you came here to do. Out of timidity and spinelessness, the antidote is to take full responsibility for yourself, for the time you take up and the space you occupy. If you don't know what you're here to do, then just do some good. Maya Angelou. Keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking with Tea.